Hi, welcome to Tower Pod from St Mary's Marston Mortain in Lindington. A weekly gospel message with a thoughtful sermon. Enjoy. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. And the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May I speak and may we listen in the name of Jesus, in the love of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In Palestine, a weed called darnel grows. And it's, it's very like wheat, um, but it, it doesn't produce um, the grain, um, or it's a very poor kind of grain. And one of the things about it is the taste is very bitter, and it can make you dizzy. But because it's like wheat, it's extremely difficult to separate from real wheat, and the roots intertwine as it grows up, if it was with it. And so to pull up the darnel, if this is what Jesus was talking about, you would end up pulling up the wheat as well. And so in our parable that Jesus says to us, the owner says, wait until the harvest. Then the weeds will be gathered separately and bundled together and used for fuel 
while the wheat is ground into flour. And this is a story that gives us an explanation, one way of looking at why, even in our time, evil still persists all over the world. And something people ask is, why are there evil people? (laughs) And why are people allowed to do things that hurt and harm us? Crimes devastate lives and families, and tyrannical governments and bullies from the playground upwards use power to hurt and harm people and crush opposition. And they seem to get away with it often. And so why is God apparently silent in the face of this? Why doesn't he step in and stop it? And this can be the cry of our hearts. We can be assured, though, that God does hear our doubts, our questions, our fears and our anger, that he draws close to the brokenhearted, And also, in case we wondered, he is not the author of evil. He's not the sower of the weeds. Jesus used the term son of man, one of his favorite titles, going back to the book of Daniel, where the son of man comes and takes his place with the throne of the father, Jesus himself, God also. We can feel sometimes maybe like the farmer. We sow the good things of our lives, the seed, And if the world was fair, the good we would do would always yield good results. But in many cases, what we try to do, it can look like the life can be choked out of it by the reality of our world, and sometimes ourselves. Sadly, we can sometimes be our own worst enemy. And then there's the thought, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could somehow identify all the baddies out there and get rid of them, you know, that would be appealing, wouldn't it, in the face of the awful injustice and things that happen. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who is a wonderful writer, the Russian survivor of the Gulag concentration camps, he wrote, the line separating good and evil passes not through states between classes nor between political parties either, but right through every human heart and through all human hearts. This line shifts. Inside it, it oscillates with the years. And even with hearts overwhelmed by evil, one small bridgehead of good is retained. We live in a world then where good and evil coexist, and they coexist actually unfortunately, within each one of us. And while we can resist evil and temptation with God's grace, both outside and within us, and we must resist them, we can't entirely get rid of that which is outside us. That will be God's job on Judgment Day. And we can trust him to be just, much more just than we would be. And so like the wheat and the darnel weed, evil and good are intertwined. In fact, good is often disguised as evil and vice versa. And Jesus warns us to be on our guard and not let ourselves be deceived. And like the wheat and the darnel, we haven't finished growing. But unlike the wheat and the darnel, we actually have the ability, in this analogy, to change species. We can change from the darnel to the wheat, or vice versa. 
Take, for example, example, if you can imagine, we'd rooted out Saul at the point when he was killing Christians, and we hadn't waited for him to meet Christ and grow into Paul. In 2017, I was um, sharing ministry in Tanzania, praying for people with a former witch doctor, a lovely man, um, who had given his life to Christ, and he'd become someone who prayed and evangelized. And it was lovely to work with him. Suppose we'd done away with the witch doctor who'd done so much harm to his people. Suppose me or you had been got rid of before we had a chance to know Jesus, to experience his love and the love of others and change. We are told to resist evil with good, to even love our enemies. I, like you, maybe have suffered sometimes from a bully at school or at work, but when I've been my best in those times, I've worked hard with God's help to continually forgive the person, and I've grown in my character and I've become stronger and more loving, more appreciative of what people go through. And I'm sure you can think of your own examples. In this time, our job, as Jesus taught, is not to look for the splinter in our neighbor's eye and ignore the beam in our own. Our job is to take care that we're living as we should be, to make sure that we're living and loving with integrity by God's grace. At the heart of the parable of the weeds and the wheat is patience. Not just the patience of the servants who have to wait and watch, that's us, but the patience of God himself. God didn't and he doesn't enjoy the sight of a wheat field with weeds all over the place. But neither does he relish the thought of declaring harvest time too soon and destroying the wheat along with the weeds. Many Jews of Jesus' time recognized this, and they spoke of God's compassion in delaying his judgment, in delaying his return, so that more people could be saved at the end. Saying that God is delaying his final judgment as well can look like God is inactive or uncaring. But our God is the God who loved the world so much that he sent his only Son As John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. His Son, Jesus, who was deeply compassionate, revealed to us what God is like. And he very actively battled with evil and defeated it. For on the cross, it was finished. The battle was won. It was accomplished although the final outworking of that is actually yet to come. Jesus has brought the kingdom of God very near. It's this close to us, it's this close. And we can choose to live in it if we approach it like a little child, trustingly and simply. There's a kind of a cross called a breakthrough cross. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a simple piece of wood. And the figure of Jesus on the cross is carved out and cut out so that you can see through it. And it's his figure that you can see through. Jesus has broken the way through the cross for us to reach God, and more importantly, for God to reach us. His love, his grace, 
and his power are there for us to take hold of and to live within his kingdom. We can come out of the kingdom of darkness through our baptism and through faith and live in the kingdom of his beloved son. To live as companions of Jesus, going with him through our days, not like he's far off, but right by our side. And all we need is a little mustard seed of faith and to reach out to him. So while the forces of good and evil will be sorted out someday, there's still time for change until that day comes. Don't we often look back on our own mistakes and become thankful maybe that we had time to change and to make amends? Aren't we glad that God gave us the chance and the help we needed to work things out? So let's resolve today, maybe at communion time, to turn away from anything that holds us back, to renew our commitment maybe, to ask Jesus to forgive us, to lay that thing down and trust him to take care of it, trust him to change us as we cooperate with him and be reconciled with God. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please subscribe and share with a friend. Have a good week and see you next time. God bless.